0: Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. Uh, We have a fairly scripted and wonderful show for you this evening. Um, We've got Greg to talk about Copa America, and we've got Greg and Angus to talk about Michigan football and recruiting and the Jim Harbaugh era writ large. Uh, This week's episode is brought to you by the Anchor App, as always, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. For all of your small business, HR, and employment law needs, check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com. We are going to get started right away with Greg.
1: How's it going, Coach? It's going pretty well. How is it going over on the West Coast?
0: Oh, you know, we're just uh, relaxing, chilling out, maxing, all cool. I thought that was Philly. I mean it's
1: west of you I
0: think. Uh
1: I don't <laughs> That doesn't sound right but I don't know enough geography to really argue with you.
0: Uh I actually you know now that I think about it that makes that makes very little sense. Ah. Uh Didn't all right. So uh so this morning uh as we're recording the uh Belgium Portugal game is about to kick off so um, we're not going to discuss that. But did you, did you watch any of the Netherlands-Czech Republic this morning?
1: I did not, but apparently I
0: owed the Czech Republic a uh, heartfelt apology
1: because uh, I said that you guys weren't going to win that game, and I was wrong.
0: So I think that we, we both need to acknowledge that um, it turns out that if you get a red card from your best defender uh, in the 50th minute, you might not win.
1: Yeah, that's usually not a good
0: strategy going forward. And we, you know, it's on us. We should have known that there's going to be a sketchy red card called at some point. And it's here. It's this one. (laughs) So congratulations to the Czech Republic. Uh, I assume that you're going to lose to Denmark. But maybe not. Well, we said that last time.
1: I guess Denmark does have Team of Destiny vibes going for them. so
0: Yeah, but it's well known that the Czech Republic, uh, where we do have a listen, according to our analytics, uh, are uh, using this podcast as motivation. So as we continue to say, the Czech Republic are not going to win next time. They, they put that up on their bulletin board. Right, obviously. Uh, I know you're listening to me. You can't do this. You won't bet score you again. Bet, bet you can't. Bet you won't uh be the the, the leading scorer non-penalty edition in this tournament. Which he is, I would think. Uh Dolber. Uh, you might be right. I'm actually not sure. I think I think it's just, no, the, the number one is Ronaldo, but that's penalty aided. I think non-penalty edition is uh sure. Oh. So let's um Let's shift gears we we we've talked a lot about the euros we, we talk. we our focus is sort of looking east but let's look south let's talk copa america
1: yes let's i have what copa america takes because i've watched endless hours of,
0: of the copa america
1: you've watched zero games haven't you I haven't watched a goddamn thing
0: so this is going to be fun because i think that this is going to uh like really stress our fifa knowledge versus reality knowledge um so uh as longtime listeners of the pod know you and i are big fans of peru yes obviously obviously Obviously. uh and peru uh it appears that peru uh will likely be making the knockouts of copa america but the funny thing about that is that there are 10 teams playing in Copa America and eight of them get to the knockouts. (laughs) Now you might be saying, (laughs) you might, you might be saying that sounds ridiculous. What the hell kind of tournament is that? And to that, I would say it's Copa America.
1: Yeah. Uh, Who are the, Uh, Uh, Bolivia is definitely out. Yeah. Into Bolivian. Nice, <laughs> uh, thanks. And then I guess Ecuador and Venezuela—the two vine did not get a limit in the other one.
0: Well, uh, Ecuador has a match against a already clinched Brazil. Um, so depending on which Brazil shows up, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Brazil um, like took this seriously uh, and and whooped on Ecuador. Um, but Venezuela has Peru. So there is a scenario in which Ecuador beats Brazil, Venezuela beats Peru and Peru's out. Well, I don't want that to happen. No, that would be not ideal, but losing four nil to Brazil has really hurt uh, Peru's goal differential situation.
1: Yeah. I would assume that's not, that's not what you want
0: to have happened. Generally speaking, you want to avoid it. Um, but so, so I've, 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 I've watched a couple of games um and, and, these takes that I have from these games are, are not going to be uh, shocking. But one, Brazil is really, really good, um, like much better than everybody else. Uh, and you know this because they're like, they have players on there who, who aren't playing for them, who are names you know. You know, like when you're, when you, when you have either Aderson or Allison is not playing, like that's a good sign. Whereas when you look at, um, you know, for example, Venezuela, and you're like, ah, I know none of you. <laughs> I do not know who any of you are because all of you play in leagues that uh, do not currently uh, broadcast in America. Other than one dude who plays in MLS, two dudes who play in MLS, three. Wait, there are a number of Argentinians or Venezuelans who play in, in MLS. So I actually do know more of their players than you would think. But still, if you're playing an MLS, you're not probably going to be able to look, uh, at a Brazilian team and play, you know, well,
1: I would assume not No, between Neymar, uh, having both named goalies, Fred, I assume Fred's here. Fred is here. Yeah. See, they've got the
0: a They've got a Fred. They do have a Fred. The thing is, is that they have Neymar, Firmino, Gabriel Jesus, Richarlison, Vinicius Jr., Fabinho, Fred, Casemiro, uh, Marquinhos, Alexandros, Thiago Silva, like pretty much like a whole group of players who if you threw them in the middle of the Champions League, you'd be like, yeah, they're the favorites.
1: Yep. That's, Uh uh, I mean, without looking into anything more closely, uh, that is a very solid squad. And I'm assuming that is better than anything anybody else can throw out there besides maybe Argentina, but Argentina is, you know, famously hasn't been able to put a team around Messi for his entire international career.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, Messi Messi has, you know, Aguero, Di Maria, um, you know, and then you start getting into players like, you know, like Gio Lo Celso, who's hurt, um, but, you know, like, who's a guy who's like, yeah, like, he uh, he's a usual player for Tottenham, and as opposed to, you know, oh, he's the best player for, um, you know, PSG which is what uh Brazil is dealing with right um so so I think that like as we sort of look at Copa America um it's actually it's an interesting concept because uh in the past you know in non-COVID days Copa America would would be a 16 team tournament and like the U.S. men's national team has played in Copa America Mexico routinely does um I think this year like Qatar was supposed to be in it um in reference to World Cup stuff, but um, like it's an interesting thing because like we have this image of of South America, South American soccer being so much better than CONCACAF, and you know, top to bottom, that's true. But you know, you look you look at these teams, and it's like you think Uruguay is good because you know that they have Cavani and Suarez, but they have nobody else. You know. Well, I mean they do, but like like they're 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 not the teams that you that you are scared of, so to speak
1: right I mean they're more top heavy than than um, solidly built teams. Is there anything having to do with like because like I know Uruguay and Argentina were both stronger earlier in the 2010s uh, are they like losing out internationals to other
0: countries? I think it's more that they're just aging out like and and their next generation just didn't progress the way that you would expect them to Got it. um because like like uh for example like i i remember you know rodrigo de paul was like the next big thing in argentina and dude is 27
1: you know yeah, so that's it's like, not, uh it's not a very ascendant age usually you yes. have ascended prior to that
0: that's you 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 should have gotten your shit together by then um But you, you know, you you look at these other sides and you say like, like Chile had to pick up a uh, like a Blackburn Rovers player whose name's Ben Brereton. I don't know if you saw that, but he plays in um, Stoke. And so he or he's from Stoke. And there's this really funny image of him on Twitter. I think we retweeted it um, from the group stages where he just looks so tired. Because he was playing in the middle of South America, and dude is from like the north of England. Yeah, would <laughs> be like me and you trying to like figure it out in Texas in like
1: July. I was gonna say yeah, it's not the it's not the heat that's going to get you; it's going to be the humidity.
0: Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's one hundred and ten degrees, but it's fine. It's a dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the uh, the games that you have. Uh, going today uh that will be will have been played by the time that this is this drops is um is brazil and ecuador and venezuela and peru which is why we were talking about that earlier right um but it's an interesting thing so let's talk sort of more broadly you know like when you talk about brazil obviously like for you and me and and really people of our of any age you know like you look at the brazilian national team and you're like ah they are among, if not the best in the world, like they're, they're right there. But I think that like, it's, it's time to talk about like, are we sure that Brazil is a serious world cup contender? Because that's what we're talking about. I I don't think anybody's going to really challenge them in Copa America and nobody has, but like, you know, when you start talking about Brazil and and Argentina, you're talking about world cup caliber teams. And do you think that they're there? like compared to the, you know, the teams that we're seeing in the Euro. So, you know, really you're talking Italy, France. Um, I'm not going to say England, uh, Germany, <laughs> you know, Spain, I guess not really. Um, like, do you, do you see this Brazilian side, you know, with the talent level that they have, do you see them as a serious, uh, you know, competitor, at least as currently, as currently put together? Yeah, of course.
1: I mean, they're Brazil. I don't, I think the uh the default should be that they are going to World Cup until they have proven to us that they can't. Um and I mean I this is all assuming health and everything, because if you remember the seven one shellacking from Germany came without Neymar in a tournament that Brazil was looking very good in up until Neymar went. Mm-hmm. Um so I am not gonna say that like the loss of one player where hey, Neymar but I would assume that it's going to be more one of the two goalies if they if they lost goalies. I think that would be uh, probably more of an issue than just moving losing Neymar because then I mean if, if you have one down, obviously you have the other, but then you might not necessarily give your goalie as much rest as he as he needs. Um, but I think that Brazil is just head and shoulders so much better than the rest of South America that. Um, And and honestly, some of this is coming back to I don't think there's one truly dominant European team right now. The closest you're going to get is France or Italy. We've seen France is beatable. And um, I mean, Austria had France or not France, Italy on the ropes for a little while yesterday and then just got a goal called off for VAR and then just gave up some, uh, you know, some bad ones yeah
0: I mean I, I I hear that I think I think that that France and Italy um, are a, a step above what Brazil is now but it's an interesting thing with Brazil because you know Brazil Brazil have won five world cups um they won two in three world cups so they won the 94 in 2002 and then they won three out of four between 1958 and 1970. aside from that they're not they don't have as, as impressive a record as you would think. Um, you know, like a whole bunch of quarterfinals, group stage, they haven't, I mean, they haven't made it. They Three out of the last four, they, they lost in the quarters. Um, and so it, I, I think at a certain point, you got to wonder, like, is this, are are they becoming a, you know, uh, a name recognition and not on the field um, situation? I mean that could be it, but they still. When you
1: look at that roster, they still have, uh, you know, I guess you could claim it's name recognition, but their roster looks leaps and bounds better of better than most rosters that people are putting out. Um, so I don't think, I don't think it's name recognition. I think that it's just, um, you know, the same with any really big tournament. Uh, unless you're like the dominant team, it's kind of a crapshoot. Get into the knockout stages
0: and hope you can cause some issues. So here's here's a fun game, especially in light of of our biases regarding America. How many players do you think in the Brazil usual starting lineup are under the age of 26 or 27? Under the age, of-
1: not many. They're they're pretty old. Uh, two.
0: Yep. So Richarlison and uh, and Militao um Militao's the the center back for um Madrid and Richarlison Rich is obviously the winger for um for Everton um right. but but that's that's the thing that's what I'm wondering about is that is this team aged out like is this like because you know obviously like they'll have a new generation soon but is the Neymar generation about to age out to a point where they didn't do it you know, and and it's it's almost funny with Neymar. Like Neymar goes down in history as the guy who couldn't do it alone. You know, for right. for for, and that was like his whole thing. Is all he wanted was to be able to do it alone. But I think that like at a certain point, we got to start considering that this this generation of Brazilian talent, which is impressive. I mean, make no mistake, um, it's impressive as hell. But if he can't lead them there, like what does that say about him? You know.
1: Right, but I mean that's the same. Um that's the same narrative that Messi's been dealing with for like a decade at this point and I think that I think that it's a little bit more fair to say to Neymar than it is to Messi just because Neymar's teams have consistently been better than Argentinian teams but I don't think we can quite say it for I think we can honestly I think we can say it for uh, Messi at this point because I don't think Argentina going to surprise anybody and you know make a late stage run to the World Cup but um, I mean I think Brazil's got a As good of a chance as most people in this upcoming World Cup, but this is probably their only, their last shot at it. um,
0: Like this generation's
1: last. Yeah, because they're going to, they're all going to age out. Like you're not going to take back a bunch of 33, 34 year olds to go try and win a World Cup. You're going to hope that you have somebody that's in the, you know, 26, 27 year old range to come
0: in and supplement the uh, older guys. Right. So you, so you, I mean I I think that there there'll always be, you know, kids so to speak um in the in the Brazilian ranks. But, you know, I I and and I think it'll be interesting, you know, especially with the as the Brazilian team becomes more Vinicius Jr's team than Neymar's team sort of how they look. Yeah, I mean, definitely.
1: I mean, the question's going to always be and I don't- the pipeline in Brazil to really you know, uh, make too many sweeping generals. But the question for every national team is always, what do you have coming next? Like you get to peak, you hope that you have enough talent peaking at the same time in order to really challenge in the big tournaments. And then um, you kind of have to hope that those coming up behind that peak are, are best case scenario is a second peak, but second best case scenario is can at least complement the peak that you already have.
0: I think, you know, and, and I think it's probably a pretty safe assumption that, that Brazil will be fine because they've always been fine in the past. But I do think it'll be very interesting, um, especially coming off of this Copa America, if if Neymar's generation doesn't get it done. Um, but going forward in the Copa America, knowing nothing, who does uh, who do you think Brazil takes on in the final? And how do you think that that final goes? knowing nothing about the, the other teams?
1: Sure. Uh, I guess I'll just go with Argentina because they probably have the next most amount of talent uh, to get them there. This also assumes I know nothing about the bracket because I don't know if Argentina and Brazil are <laughs> on the same side or not. Uh, but, I mean, I think I think Brazil is going to take it regardless of who they face. Um, the, goal, the goal totals have actually been a lot lower than I... Would have expected like that four oh win over Peru was the was the most goal scored in a game in a match this tournament. And I think they've done I think there's been two other matches where somebody scored three. So I'll say, um
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select
2: devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mm, I'll say
0: three, one three, Zill one Brazil over, over Argentina, assuming that that's even possible. Right. Yep. That's the caveat. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. All right. And, uh, and next time we chat, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled, uh, teams we know literally anything about.
1: Uh, yeah, currently watching Belgium Portugal, so hopefully there's uh, you know, ha- ha- I have some time blocked off for the England- England-Germany England World War Three
0: match, uh, so hopefully there's some uh, good football to watch this week. Uh, England, currently 2-0 and against Germany. Let's see how uh, match three goes. <laughs> 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 Alright, we'll talk to you later, coach. All right, bye, coach. How you
1: doing, coach? I'm doing great today, coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me.
0: Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out—completely free completely free, but they say nothing is free.
1: Well, apparently podcasting
0: with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like, you gotta have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again... I do it. Now, that does mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy.
1: You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener.
0: Not just you, Asa. Uh, Or you, Greg. Right. Uh, And not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg, for who, who I assume listens? Does do we have confirmation that Greg Burhalter listens to the podcast?
1: We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one?
0: I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but you know, people listen to our our podcast, and they they listen to it all over the place. So, does that happen by magic?
1: It it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs>
0: Well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find
1: it on at least two of those services.
0: And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. What more do you need than
1: those three?
0: Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, What do you want? Um... So here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pra- paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app?
1: I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you yeah. are so inclined.
0: We're... we're We're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your Uh, ideas intrigue
1: me, and I would like to subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week.
0: Every week. Every week. Um, So, it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place, through the Anchor app.
1: It sure is, which makes bridging our four different
0: time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So, do do you want to do the call to action, or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. (laughs) This is a professional podcast. So... For listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, Do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos.
1: That's really the dream,
0: Hey coach. Hola, como está. Uh, bien gracias E2. Bien. <laughs> bien. <laughs> I uh I want you to note that I said two and not usted because I don't respect you.
1: I yep. I caught that. Thank you. Uh, that's yeah, what a bien. B plus in Spanish gets you.
0: Uh sir. I got a B in Spanish.
1: I'm sorry.
0: Hey Angus, hello. Uh, so okay. So how how's everybody doing?
2: Good. It's been you know a productive Sunday. Went to the grocery <laughs> store. Got some <laughs> got some kosher meat. Uh, I just woke
1: <laughs> up for the second time today.
2: So.
0: So welcome to Touchlines and Touchdowns, where we talk about our Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> mostly what we do here. Um. All right. So the uh the 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 big news uh, uh from the from the last week i guess i don't even know what day i get i know it's sunday i don't know when this happened but uh the pistons for the first time in detroit pistons history have moved up in the lottery
1: yeah that's kind of a nuts stat yeah 30 years of the of the lotto we've only gone up
0: once like this time and got the first pick so uh Literally, worth it. literally the first time that that's ever happened so yeah. uh get excited everybody very exciting um basically uh for those of you who are paying attention and care about basketball which i assume is like two of you uh pistons are gonna get Cade cunningham he's good he fits well with the team go
2: well it's not that we're going to get Cade cunningham that is not a predetermined thing at this point because you know as all the beat writers are saying our fearless leader um what's his last name troy weaver weaver yeah troy weaver he likes to look at all sides and he does not like groupthink so he is looking at all options all options are on the table
0: yeah do you know what the fun thing is about (laughs) looking at all sides of of a black and white issue that there's only one one answer (laughs) there's one answer and look like it's it's I I don't hate Jalen Green. I don't hate Jalen Suggs, and I I don't like Evan Mobley for this team, but I think that he'll have a a fine career. Um, Cade Cunningham is the only guy in this draft who I think comes in day one and makes your team better. Um, I don't think Jalen Green makes you better day one. I think that he eventually will be a good player, but I think he looks a lot like R.J. Barrett to me. Yeah. Okay, this is a football podcast. Let's move on. um all right so we uh we have show notes because angus was bored this week
2: yeah yeah actually I have show notes that i wrote out um, uh gr- greg, do you want to yeah. talk about the first thing i don't i don't really care if you want to talk about the first thing
0: <laughs> i mean i guess uh how about this let's let's actually play a game greg are you looking at the show notes or no yes wow that's wow
2: cool. all three of us are looking at the show notes this is a first
0: code team uh, two-minute rundown of this no we did that uh all right let's um let's get super super legal here for like 30 seconds um okay i'm timing you all right go all right uh the supreme court looked at the ncaa and laughed um because in every other industry in the world if you don't pay labor um that labor uh doesn't work for you because that's um Banned by various laws and amendments. Uh and the NCAA said people wouldn't watch college football if they were getting paid. And no less a progressive scion than Brett Kavanaugh was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, what what are you talking about? And also, like, you had Clarence Thomas uh vote against the NCAA. Like, you need to understand that Clarence Thomas and Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan. And and Samuel Alito agree on almost nothing, um, but one thing they do agree on is that the NCAA uh, is 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 awful. Um, so get excited for uh, players uh, and and coaches to be to be paid in ways that make maybe a little more sense. Because uh, despite everything, you know the free market will provide a shit ton of money to players in Alabama. Because I can promise you. That there's a a car dealership in Tuscaloosa that is willing to give out all of the money, so well, get excited. Can,
2: does this mean that players can now take national endorsements, or is it just just regional? So that's
0: that's actually okay. So this this decision was was pretty specific, and it actually had to do with uh, school providing um, essentially expanded benefits. Um, so right now, like a school can't tell a player like hey we'll pay for your computer um or hey we'll pay for your monitors at home Uh, i guess when you're in college you probably don't have dual monitors even though in the real world everybody has them yeah um so so what this decision specifically said is that schools can provide only that but in kavanaugh's concurrence which is what everybody keeps citing to because it's the one that's funnier um (laughs) he's the one who said like he's got snark yeah, there's literally not another industry in America that operates like this and is considered legal. Um, so it's, it's basically like this was like uh, the court saying, hey, somebody, somebody bring a case saying that these players need to be paid. Please, anybody, anybody bring a case and we will rule in your favor. <laughs> so this this decision, like like many Supreme Court decisions, it's specific. Because that's how the Supreme Court works. They don't like to make sweeping binding declarations because it's a pain in their ass. Um, but this was like the the one where they're like, hey, we're ready to to deal with this. So bring a case and we'll handle it. Um, yeah. It it happens every now and then. Um, and in in contexts where it's like somebody brings something small and specific about some civil rights issue. And then two years later, you know uh, uh sweeping uh, decision right uh a uh, roe v Wade, uh, a masterpiece bake shop these types of cases yeah brown versus um, board uh well no brown versus board is different because brown versus board was uh the co- the court doing exactly the opposite where they had well, a specific issue and they were like nope we are dealing with this awful thing right the fuck now <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i thought there was a small case before brown v board
0: well, there's, I mean, there's, there's 70
2: years of small cases
0: before yeah. the board.
2: Anyways, anyways, <laughs> the point is, the point is Supreme Court did a really good thing. Happy about it. Hopefully this means that uh, there will be a future case that where it just kind of blows up a whole charade.
0: Uh, I mean, it, it, what's likely is that the NCAA will probably um, try to string this out a little bit. Um, Yeah. And, you know, it takes years and years for cases to work their way through the courts. So um, for those of you listening at home who think that, like, Michigan or Michigan State is offering recruits money right now, they are. But they're not doing it legally. or law rule followingly. I don't think that there's anything inherently illegal about paying a kid to play football. I actually don't know. But it's 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 against NCAA regulations right now. And it will be probably for the next two years. But um, make no mistake, Michigan and Michigan State are paying their players.
2: I promise. Yeah, Yeah,
0: for sure. (laughs) They're just not getting paid as much as they should because if there was an open market, then, you know, employers could compete assuming that they didn't operate like baseball. Yeah. (laughs) Which is the the third sport of the
1: day. Wow. Rob Rob
0: Manfred catching a stray. (laughs) Yeah, because baseball's... Uh, awful and clearly like colluding and conspiring to not pay their players. <laughs> yeah. I mean um, anyways. Anyway. On to back to football. So the 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 big news of this week um, as well as about an hour ago is Michigan and Michigan State got their quarterbacks in the 2022 class.
2: Yeah. So I have uh, things to say about the the recruitment of Jaden Denegal.
0: Um, angus monologue time it is angus Angus monologue monologue time
2: okay angus bloody beefing
0: (laughs) (laughs) right we already have a segment for this angus bloody beefing go go okay so
2: i i don't necessarily uh, i don't necessarily like disagree with the recruitment of this player i'm sure he will turn out to be a decent player um but the way it's being characterized in the Michigan Beats community is just ridiculous. So, um, if anyone like me who reads MGO blog um, routinely and religiously, which is just a bad habit at this point, um, <laughs> they are comparing Denegal to John Navar, um, and they're using it with like the va- with the excuse recruiting in the shadow of a five star. So, like the examples are, you know, Navar after after Henson um antonio bass who like i didn't even remember that guy was a person um until this week
0: <laughs> he, he he caught a if i remember correctly he caught a touchdown in a rose bowl oh wow cool as a as a wide receiver
2: cool um yeah i did not know Which that not also, <laughs> i don't know if Quiggs is making that up
0: <laughs> i'm actually gonna look that up one moment, cool. please. continue awesome. continue all
2: right so antonio bass after chad henney um Stephen three transferring after Ryan mallet, um, Wilton spate after, you know, Shane Morris was anointed as the savior of Brady Hoke's program, all that good kind of stuff. Um, I really think that they're just, you know, trying to make the best of a really bad situation and throwing some good PR onto the program. Um, basically like.
0: Hashtag excuses.
2: Ball. Yeah. Right. Um, making excuses for like, what is a tire fire program at the moment? Like, if if I were a quarterback recruit and I was being recruited by Jim Harbaugh who like may or may not be with the program next year, like would I come probably not. Like, that's just, that's just foolhardy, Right. Like, then also like, yeah, JJ McCarthy would probably be occupying the seat at that time. Would you get to play right away? Probably not. But at the same time, like the bigger issue is that will Jim Harbaugh and the program be what it is now, which is a tire fire. And will they actually exist? We don't know. So like, I don't know. Like the, the, the situation previously, like I, I just I think that this this is more of Brady Hoke taking Cade McNamara at a time when he was also running a tire fire of a program because nobody else wanted to come to Michigan. Um and it's not really about like, I don't know, Lloyd Carr rejecting the spread movement and continuing to recruit immobile quarterbacks named John Navarre. <laughs> um who like I don't know, John I think John Navarre turned out to be I, I mean at the time is like a preteen and a teenager watching john navarro was i unsatisfied with him as a quarterback because he couldn't make the short passes yeah but would i be satisfied with him now probably like he made he did play some pretty damn good football like
0: <laughs> so the, um, thing about, yeah. the, the thing about the thing about Jaden Danegal um and the characterization of him as like sort of like a, 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 a like a an afterthought to jj mccarthy uh i think is is Interesting for two two reasons. One, Jaden Denegal did not have a committable P five offer before Michigan. Um, he, no. he he attempted to commit to both Utah and Michigan State, if the message boards are to be believed. And by message boards, I mean like insiders on message boards who are employed by twenty four seven or MGo Blog or whoever. Um, and that's not to say anything bad about the kid. I mean, the kid is a four star for a reason. He's, he's got a, a big Ooh, arm.
2: Hang on. Hang on. I mean, according to like the recruiting profiles, he's a four star who's falling off.
0: Yeah. He's so like but
2: closer to a three star.
0: Sure. It doesn't matter. The thing is, is that the kid can play football at the P five level. The issue is, is that I think that he was one of those kids who as a sophomore, you know, looked like he was going to be the guy. And then he just sort of stopped growing. Hashtag dates. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> He's, he's <laughs> the problem that Jaden Denigal is going to have for his career um, is that he is constantly going to be thrown into that sort of that sort of spot in the Michigan program where it's like, oh, well, he's not going to be the guy right now because we have McCarthy and uh, and McNamara. And he's not going to be the guy later because, you know, I think everybody in Michigan and Michigan State both think that they're getting Dante Moore who's the number one quarterback recruit in 2023, who goes to Detroit King. Um, mm. You know, Michigan State just hired Thomas Wiltshire, I think, for that specific reason. I think that Michigan hired Ron Bellamy for a very similar reason. Yeah, um, This kid is, is you know, in as much as we can tell with recruits, he's the real deal. So, you know, Jaden Danegal is probably being brought in as, as a, you know, wh- what is it, a, like a bullpen catcher? You know, like if, as if the he, backup
2: plan, look, but, but like he's also like Michigan brought him in because they needed a quarterback in this class.
0: And, and, and it's the like thing that's is also that,
2: what's not like a, it's not saying a great thing about like where the program is at this point. Like they were targeting a lot of other quarterbacks. Um, I think another one named Nate Johnson, too. Who, the, who, who, who,
0: who committed to Utah. They were also in so yeah. Michigan State on Justin Martin, uh, who's at Cal and, and I think A.J. Duffy, who went to Florida State. Um, and everybody wanted Arch Manning and Quint Ewers, uh, well, Arch Manning is 2023, but Quinn Ewers who ended up at, at Ohio state. Um, so I think, I think it's just a, it's just a, an indication of where Michigan is at in their coach life cycle. Um, Harbaugh is not inspiring any, any confidence and that's fine. You know, like you don't have to, but, um, you do have to do that if you're going to bring in top level recruits, um, Michigan will always be able to recruit um, just based on name because there are certain players who know like, look, regardless of who's the coach at Michigan, if I play well, I will be in the NFL. Like, it's just, that's just going to happen. <laughs> like, it It, it so is. True. And you don't even need to play well. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones was silent as a, as a college player for three years, goes uh, to Cleveland. And now he's, you know, he's being talked up this year as like a breakout candidate because he should, because he's talented. But Michigan didn't use him for three years.
2: Well, he wasn't silent. He did, fair. He did, he did about as well as he could have at Michigan,
0: given that, the circumstances. That's, that's the point. He was a five-star wide receiver. He should have been. Yeah. He he should have walked away from Michigan in three years with twenty-five hundred yards. I think he had like twelve hundred.
2: Yeah, I mean, he should have been. Uh, he should have been like a first or second round pick.
0: Probably, and he he'll and and, and that's and that's the point is that yeah he. he you know, he went to Michigan and regardless of who the coach was, it didn't matter because he had the talent and it, whatever, you know? So I think that there's a certain class and and caliber of players like, okay, I'm not going to that, that elite, elite level Clemson, Bama, Ohio state. Um, So, you know, could you do worse than Michigan? Yeah. You can do much worse than Michigan. So, um, you know, you, you look at someone like, like Donovan Edwards, um, who we'll talk about in a second here, but he's going to be fine. You know, Michigan running backs aside, like if he doesn't get hurt, which we hope he doesn't, and if he plays to his talent level, then in twenty twenty five, you know, our twenty twenty four draft, he he'll he'll hear his name called in the sixth round. And if he's, you know, if he looks good, then we'll all take him in the fifth round of our fantasy draft. Yeah, he pissed, and like that's that's how it works with a, a program like Michigan, um, and to a lesser extent, you know, uh, a program like Michigan State. You know, like there's a certain level where it's like, if you're, if you're, if you have the talent and you go to a P5 school, you'll, you'll get there. Um, hmm. So, so, you know, there, the Michigan's recruiting sort of has a floor of, you know, mostly high three stars um, because at that level, you're like, you, you go to a kid and you say, look, like right now your, your offers are Colorado, uh, Texas tech uh, Mississippi state and Michigan. Like, are you serious? Like, come on. And that kid will be like, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, I'm not going to go to Illinois when I can go to Michigan. So fine. Um, but with, with Denigal specifically, you know, I think that there's a, (laughs) there's an indication there that like the kids who Michigan wanted, didn't want to go to Michigan, which is an indictment of hard law. And, and, and it's what happened to every school that has a coach state for a year or two too long. I mean, you know, Mark D'Antonio couldn't recruit at the end. Uh, Bobby Bowden couldn't recruit at the end. Um, you know, Les Miles couldn't recruit at the end for different reasons. Um, but, you know, you, you have that anytime you have a, a, a well-liked coach or a well-renowned coach who is clearly at the end of his rope. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And, so,
2: yeah, we've gone over that, like, ad nauseum at this point. But, yeah. Right. And so,
0: and so you, you also have to, to consider that um, – you know, Michigan state is now going after kids in Michigan in a a way that they haven't before. Um, And, you know, you can look at the, the the ascendancy of Michigan state under Mel Tucker in a recruiting sense. I mean, they, they, they looked awful on the field, but he's, his recruiting looks a lot different than Mark D'Antonio's recruiting. And if Jim Harbaugh is not going to be engaged in the way that he needs to be, you know, I mean, like, it's, it's so interesting to think about the difference between him now and, the, and, and back in the day where he was shirtless running around and having sleepovers. Um, <laughs> like the, the energy just isn't, yeah. Like the energy isn't there. Um, and so well, I
2: wouldn't say the energy isn't, isn't there. They've, they've adjusted how they do things. They've
0: you, decided you
2: think, that like that Jim Harbaugh as, as the, as the face is not, is not getting them where they want to be anymore they've decided to go with a more youthful approach on the coaching staff with you know people like steve clinscale or whoever uh who may or may not i mean with their youthful energy going out there and just like making, making personal contacts as opposed to like doing the national thing where when jim harbaugh came into michigan he was i don't know like he was the the darling of the media right like he could pretty much do no wrong but then you know you have a couple losing seasons or, you know, mediocre seasons, and all of a sudden that doesn't work that doesn't really work anymore. Um, so I don't know. Like I don't again, I, I don't I don't disagree with the strategy I that he's taken on his coaching staff and and revamping of recruiting. Um I I fully believe they're doing everything that they can. The the problem isn't what Jim Harbaugh is doing with this strategy. The problem is that he's or the potential problem is that he's still
0: there (laughs) it's it's not that you're doing something wrong it's just that we hate you
2: (laughs) it's not that we hate him it's that we just think that he should be done (laughs) uh i mean we're we're not mad we're just
0: disappointed
2: yeah yeah Yeah. anyways
0: so um not that angus cares but uh michigan state got their quarterback this morning Katin hauser katine hauser we don't actually know how to pronounce his first name um yeah he uh, he. I mean, he looks like the real deal. Uh, right now, he's listed as a high three-star, four-star with uh, twenty-four-seven. But he was the best quarterback at the Elite Eleven Regionals in California. So for the West Coast, he got a, an invite to the finals. Um, if he if he shows out there, there's no reason to believe that he wouldn't be a top ten quarterback in this class. Um, right now, I think he's like seventeen. Um, so in Ascending, light of that, not huh? Yeah. Uh, in yeah. light of that, here is a fun game. Okay, and let's see let's let's see if you guys can do it. Over the last 10 years, only six quarterbacks ranked top 10 in their class have signed with a Big 10 team not named Ohio State. Name them.
2: The ones who are not named at Ohio State?
0: Yeah, so obviously we're not including so- the the Ohio State folks.
2: Okay, so oh, the last 10 years. So we're in <laughs> So we're we're looking back to 2011?
0: Correct. Uh JJ. Hackenberg, Hackenberg is one. J. JJ McCarthy is two. JJ McCarthy. Yep, that's two. Uh, uh the the Wisconsin uh, kid. Graham Mertz, that's three.
1: Oh yeah. That's what I was thinking about, but yeah. Yeah.
2: Connor Cook, was he one? Nope. Three star.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: uh, oh uh man. McSorley. Tracing Sorley is not one of them. No.
2: Wow. Okay.
0: Younger McCaffrey.
2: That's one of them. Really? Yep. Wow. Really if, driving the name ID. Let's
0: let's let's see how uh how upset you guys how how upset you get Angus when you realize that four out of these six went to Michigan.
2: <laughs> so we've gotten so we've gotten the, all oh, of the non- neatest ones
0: already. What was that Angus?
2: was peter's one yep (laughs) okay that's Uh, three
0: and you're missing one
2: is shay patterson one
0: uh shay patterson did not commit to a big 10 school
2: right okay right that's that's part of this um we have
0: talked about him in during this segment
2: john John navar no
0: no and no shane morris
2: shane morris oh
0: so, wow. if you're if you're wondering, in the last ten years, Michigan has, has recruited and signed four top ten quarterbacks. Zero of them ended their career with the University of Michigan. <laughs> Get excited, Michigan football under John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, excuse me.
2: We wish it was John. <laughs> uh,
0: he doesn't. He's pretty happy. I'm Although, sure he
2: is. He's got he's got one of the best quarterbacks in the in the league playing for him so you know he's pretty set and he also took a chance on that guy so
0: so we're 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 talking about the harbaugh who can develop quarterback talent
2: i'm not saying it's john harbaugh who's developing that talent but he certainly hires the right people to develop that talent yes
0: (laughs) jim harbaugh less so
2: less so no jim harbaugh thinks he can do it all himself when he can't anymore he's no Uh, longer the whisperer how about Um,
0: this what if he never was Let's talk about that before we get done today. Let's talk uh, about the fact that Jim Harbaugh has had what one and a half quarterback success stories ever?
2: One and a half, two, two and a half. Can, I, uh, I'm, I'm thinking gonna say of, one of at least three.
0: Okay, so he does not get credit for Andrew Luck.
2: Okay, of course he does.
0: Why? <laughs> Why? Because you because you don't you 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 know full
2: well that a high school player coming into your program is not fully developed whatsoever. You okay. know that they, they develop okay. in college.
0: Okay. Let's I
2: mean, play like, the, you guys. Know, the player himself like needs to, needs to be in it. Right. Like he's got to be developing himself as well. Need some skin in the game. But like, that's it, to say it was all Andrew luck is, is pretty, pretty arrogant. Like it's, it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> okay. I need, I need you guys to, to, to vamp for a second. Cause I need to look something up. So talk about something. Go. So hey, put it on the part. Uh, I've actually made that argument
1: before and I got laughed out of a group, group chat that included Angus about how I thought that uh, Harbaugh shouldn't get credit for Andrew Luck.
0: Thank so, you,
2: Stump.
1: Yeah uh, This was a couple years ago though Alright, so then the other two I'm just going to continue here is going to be Alex, Alex Smith, Smith and,
0: and Kaepernick, Kaepernick. Uh, um, Alex Smith was the number one overall pick uh, and Colin Kaepernick was one of the most successful college quarterbacks in the history of college c- quarterbacks.
2: Yeah, but until Harbaugh, Alex Smith had done nothing. Yeah, um, I think he does get
1: credit for Alex Smith just because. Yeah, Alex Smith's career was dead and dead and in the ground when Harbaugh showed up, and he turned him into a not, if nothing else a viable NFL quarterback.
2: Yeah, and 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 Harbaugh did recruit Kaepernick and put him into a system where he could succeed. So. Count that as half, if you want to, but I'd, I'd say he does get some credit for Kaepernick. Uh,
1: I mean the system thing, sure. I don't know about. Well, he didn't recruit him because this is the NFL. He just not he just recruit him, but he, him.
2: yeah, no, you, he, he, um, they drafted him. So, okay, um,
0: all right. The last the last three sets of number one recruits uh, at the quarterback position: uh, Spencer Rattler, Spencer Rattler, uh, Trevor Lawrence. And to attack Viola. Yeah. Okay. If every single number one recruit for the last five years is successful, then at a certain point, you don't get freaking credit for it. And Andrew Luck coming in was a no doubter. When he came into the league, he was a no doubter. And so look, I'm not saying that Jim Harbaugh didn't shepherd him on his way. What I'm saying is that you don't get credit for getting a diamond, cutting that diamond a little bit, and then saying, look, I found a diamond in the rough. Wasn't Andrew Luck a four-star? I'm pretty sure he was the number one overall recruit.
2: I'm pretty sure he wasn't. I don't think he was. I'm pretty sure he's a four-star. Andrew Luck as four-star. Four-star brainiac who decided to go to Stanford because he wanted school as well. He was the third
1: uh, pro-style quarterback in his class, fifth quarterback in Texas, and no, forty-second, huh?
0: Fifth, fifth player in Texas. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to. It is unfortunate that this is the list because number one really undermines my argument here.
1: <laughs> Who is it?
0: <laughs> staincrest <laughs>
2: Nice. <laughs>
0: Damn it. Nice. All right. Anyways. Uh, Anyways. So is there is there anything else we want to talk about here?
2: Uh, I mean. Did you want to go over the, the running backs? Or we can do that another time.
0: I mean, they're Michigan
2: running backs. Yeah. Does it doesn't matter.
1: They're going to yeah, be interchangeable they'll... all the way up to the season anyway. I just want to say Tate, Tate and Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: gosh. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Tate Martell, a guy. Um, okay. Tate, so... Tate. And... Excuse me. I will you use this. You put his, some respect his... on that name. I'll use his his. Do we want Who's to say this? that's his, his government or his Christian name?
2: Wait, I'm sorry. Who are we talking about? Who is this?
0: <laughs> Tathan Martell. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: yeah. He was the guy that Justin Fields beat out for the Ohio State job. Uh, oh. so Tathan, Tathan transferred to Miami and was a wide receiver within six months. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like the number three overall QB prospect in whatever 2016, whatever year he was.
0: Yeah. So he, um, he also undermines my argument. Um, but anyways, uh, so, okay. So, yeah, we can talk running backs later, but if you want to do a quick running back uh, breakdown now, let me do it for you. Um, Michigan <laughs> has a three-star who will look really good and a five-star who will disappoint wildly. Is that about correct? Oh, no, there's two five-stars. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay. I'm again. pretty
2: sure was a five-star.
0: <laughs> let, let me try again. They'll have a three-star who looks really good, a five-star who's misutilized, and a five-star who looks bad.
2: Yeah, yep, yeah nope that's probably yep, that's it. <laughs>
0: probably. Great.
2: Probably. Great. Our offensive line's gonna be like a patchwork at best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great. Glad to do this. Uh, we'll we'll come back with wide receivers and how we're gonna go over how they're really talented, but for some reason the quarterback can't get them the ball. The Michigans. Uh,
2: actually, our wide receivers are Also a patchwork this year. So um why did Jim Harbaugh come back? Apply.
0: (laughs) Why 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 did Jim Harbaugh come back to this team? For two and a half million dollars. Fair. All right. Uh on that note, uh, I have two and a half million dollars of reasons to uh not do anything. So I would I would definitely come back to Michigan for two and a half million dollars. How about you, Stumpy? Uh yeah, I'd come back for two and a half million dollars. Angus? Definitely. All right. So University of Michigan, we will all do this job collectively. I think we'll share the two and a half million. Um, and I bet that we don't get fewer wins than Jim Harbaugh does, which is probably going to be like six. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't take that bet. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could get, I don't think we could get six wins. All right. I'm not sure uh, we could get one. I think we, we couldn't
2: could get, get one. one. Who are you kidding?
0: <laughs> uh, I think we could get one. No, yeah. it's just gonna be it's just,
1: it's gonna be you and Angus having like real in depth uh, strategy conversations, and me just holding the play sheet from NFL Blitz, <laughs> just saying to bomb over and over again.
2: Now, what what we would do is like what Ted Lasso did in like the uh, spoilers, by the way. Whoever has not watched this yet, if you're gonna do anything this Sunday, go watch Ted Lasso. Um, in the last this, game of the this, this season, this, this episode <laughs> will drop of Monday. Confusion. This episode will drop on a Monday, right? Uh, <laughs> c- <laughs>
0: confuse the other team. Do ridiculous things. We'll score at least three touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, in reality, what would probably happen is that we would probably try to do it seriously. We'd fail. And then we'd do something stupid. And then we'd accidentally win one and then retire.
2: Yeah. 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 Quit, I mean, quit like, midseason. Like, will we quit mid-season?
0: Yeah, of course. Yes. Dude, quit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cold in Michigan in, in November. <laughs> Peace I don't want to be here anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm out I'm going to California uh, Just like Jim Harbaugh is inevitably going to Welcome back Jim It's warm here We have tacos <laughs> Love tacos. tacos Bye everybody
1: <laughs> mm, tacos
0: Thanks so much to our uh, Quasi Co-host Greg and, uh, and Angus for stopping by Um, you can find us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, we don't have an Instagram, so you can't find us there, but we'll get there eventually. Um, we're also on, uh, Spotify's green room, which is the former locker room app. Uh, it's like clubhouse, but better. So check us out there as well. Um, please make sure to like, subscribe, give us five stars on, uh, Spotify or Apple podcasts or Google podcasts, wherever you listen to us. Thank you to our sponsors, the Anchor App and the Smith Workforce Management Group. And thank you to you, dear listeners, for sticking with us. Uh, So we will see you next time. All right. Sports Social Podcast Network.